Welcome to JMPS. You're here today because you want to learn. You want to be inspired and you want to feel empowered. What better way to do so than getting first-hand insights from professionals who once sat in your seats and stood in your shoes. Today, I'm speaking to the man who completed his undergrad in finance at GMSB and landed a job at PricewaterhouseCoopers as an analyst in corporate finance. While being a full-time employee, he decided to work on a side hustle, and over the last 10 years, the side project became his main business. Today, he will share some valuable insights on his entrepreneurial journey. So please, I welcome the founder, the CEO of SOS Tutoring, Aaron Benchabat. Hi, Bilal. How are you? Hey, thank you so much for having me here. Very good energy. I like thank that. Thank you so much. <laughs> We're living in a time where a lot of people, you know, who finish degrees in finance, they aspire mm-hmm. to land careers in financial institutions. Mm-hmm. Now, what steered you away from this traditional path and led you to begin SOS Tutoring? I think when I had decided to go to university, uh, I wasn't really clear. I didn't have a clear path on what I wanted to do. So finance for me was an opportunity to challenge myself, uh, even though I wasn't intrinsically motivated at the time to go into the stock market or corporate finance. I said, this is challenging material. It will challenge my brain in a sense to expand my knowledge and see you know, how far I can push myself in the technical side. And so that was the thinking behind finance, but uh, I never really had a passion for it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, you know, that develops over time. What steered me to go in a different route is, quite honestly, I, uh, I did go the route of finance. I, I tried it out because there is a lot of pressure when you graduated with a fairly uh, high GPA, uh, which was good and it was basically all hard work. So it wasn't, uh, I wasn't a genius or anything. Uh, but at the time, you get recruited, and you feel like you got to try the corporate environment. That's mm-hmm. kind of what the university program pushes you into. That's right. So uh, I tried it out. I had uh, actually uh, gotten an offer before finishing school, so I said, you know, I have to at least try it. Although I did know that it wasn't part of me in- innately to be part of a corporate environment. Right. Uh, so I did that for two years and, uh, while I was doing that, I also started, uh, kind of the idea of SOS, uh, which was just, you know, courses to help students, uh, kind of review for their exams. At the time it wasn't even SOS. It was just something that I was doing (laughs) on the side. And, uh, I really found that I was enjoying my time doing that more than I was enjoying my time in the technical kind of finance world. And uh, so kind of close to two years in, I decided to make the switch, the leap, the leap of faith. And, uh, and I went the route of uh, SOS. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, everything is easier said than done. And it's very common for people to walk away from their dreams and out for a more secure or traditional route. Can you explain what were some of the major struggles you faced when you're creating your own startup? And what made you push through in spite of that? Well, I, I think I should Put a preface that because I was in a full-time job and I was starting it off at the same time, I think I had an easier time kind of doing that transition okay. because by the time I decided to take it full-time, I knew that the con- there was a proof of concept. Mm-hmm. I knew that people liked the product uh, or the service and I, I knew that I could do it well. I knew that I knew how to bring talent in. So it was an easier leap of faith. I think that a lot of people struggle with committing to something outside of kind of a full-time job because yeah. it's 
leave your job and then like okay start from scratch now how what's my idea and a lot of people there the issue is that when they're in a full-time job they might want to think about going and trying something new but they don't put the time in after work to create a plan or start you know start doing the business and get it up and running mm -hmm. while you have that full-time job yeah. and that's probably the easiest way to do it is it's easy in the sense that it'll be the easiest transition hard as in you have to motivate yourself to do two things at once even when the time like you're you're exhausted from work Correct. at five you gotta Correct. just go and get that energy inside of you that's right push. that's right and for me i had originally started the sos concept or these courses right before i took my offer at pwc so i already started that momentum and then at pwc i I knew what I was doing. It was much, much smaller, but at least I knew how to run it. But I was working sometimes till 12, 1 in the morning and had, you know, crash courses the next day. And, you know, I had to coordinate during the day. It was just, I was motivated to do that because I knew that that was something I was really interested in. But I can understand the issue that people have kind of taking that leap of yeah. faith. But back to your original question, uh, the issues I had to deal with, I think, was a lot of just getting up to speed on what it is to own your own business, uh, kind of the technical elements, uh, hiring staff, uh, setting up your accounting structure, making sure you're kind of ready to do advertising, get feedback from clients, uh, adjust. All those things are not intuitive. Everybody has a great idea. If you talk to people there, they come up with great ideas every day, five a week, you know, but the reality is running a business is not being an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. They're two separate things. Okay. You know, people see the entrepreneur side as exciting. There's a lot of stuff that running a business is not exciting. It's technical and it's and uh, when you're small, you have to do everything. Mm -hmm. When you're big, you can have a visionary, you know, uh, that can work, you know. Steve Jobs type mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, you know, yeah. He doesn't do the accounting. No. Uh, he doesn't do the operations. He just does the visionary stuff. So mm -hmm. when you're that size, that's okay. But when you're smaller, you have to be able So I think that the technical parts was the most kind of complicated. complicated. Right. So as an entrepreneur you say are the main qualities that contribute to the success of your business each person has as you do business you'll realize more and more what your strengths are and what your weaknesses are and then hopefully you'll bring people around you that complement you well I was good with managing people and and that kind of element of understanding what people want and need mm -hmm. from their perspective and then trying to solve for that pretty detail-oriented so that helps with making sure your product and service is kind of where you want it to be. Um, so I would say uh, an understanding of what people want is, is super important, mm -hmm. either it be internal with your staff or external with your client base. Mm -hmm. And then the element of being organized is, yeah. is pretty important when you're, when you're running a business. Right. So do you think these qualities are acquired solely through experience or they can be taught? Yeah, I think you could definitely learn them mm -hmm. um, you may not you know be an expert in them if it's not innately in you right. uh, you can get really good at it uh, but hopefully if you realize what your strengths are you'll get good enough and then you'll say okay at this point it's not really important I can do more 
kind of good in this side of the business, I'll just get somebody that could do this side of the business. Exactly. And so you'll hire or bring on partners or whatever the case is to complement you. But yeah, you can definitely learn the skill. Awesome. And for my last question is that if you had the chance to go back and redo everything again, what would you do differently? And what would be one piece of advice you would give to our listeners? What would I do differently? Um, you know, I think if you ask any entrepreneur, they can always kind of, or any business owner, you can always go back and, you know, wonder if you had made a different decision, but who knows what that decision would have led you to. So I don't really have any regrets. Mm -hmm. um, I guess that's one of the elements of being a business owner is that you make decisions and you live and die by them. And, and that's kind of why you even get into this versus, you know, being a, a, in the corporate world and, and kind of following the process that other people decide for you. So I think that's, I don't have any regrets as a short answer. Um, uh, one piece of advice, uh, I would just say really try to understand what you're, why you want to become an entrepreneur, why you want to open a business. I think there's a lot of misconception about what it is to be an entrepreneur. I think people see, you know, uh, like I said, Steve Jobs, Richard mm -hmm. Branson, uh, you know, all these, you know, flamboyant people that seem to have great lives and are entrepreneurs and don't have to answer to anybody. And maybe you can sleep in or do whatever you want because you're on your own. And the reality is it's not at all like that. Mm -hmm. um, you are now your own employee in a sense. So you're your boss, but you're an employee as well. And you're liable to yourself. And so you can't really cheat yourself. Um, and uh, you really need to realize that being an entrepreneur is definitely going to be more challenging than, you know, being in an environment. It might be in a corporate environment, it might be more motivating, mm -hmm. but you'll still deal with a lot of challenges, there are risks. Um, and you're going to have to deal with the stuff that you don't think right. of when you think of an entrepreneur flamboyant. You're going to have to deal with accounting and operations and basic issues that, you know, who's taking out the garbage and yeah. stuff like that. That's <laughs> not that's not as exciting. Well, that's super, super impactful. Thank you so much for this. It's my pleasure. Thank you, everyone, for listening to this episode with Erin. I hope you guys learned a thing or two what is required in starting your own business venture. Wishing you best success in your business endeavors. Till next time.